For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Beast of the East podcast on the Believe Podcast Network and Willis Digital Media. All right, welcome back. It is the Beast of the East. Craig, it's been a while, buddy. It's been a while. And you'll see us here in a vi- you'll see us here eventually, but we are Believe Podcast Network. We are the Beast of the East. And we are coming to you live from Willis Digital Media, home of the Palmcast, home of the Best of the West, which is our companion show, and home of SEC After Dark, plus many, many other shows. So we thank Steve for for joining us here on the uh, on the video screen. I got my new ring light, so we're good to go. Uh, like I said, we are on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find our audio version there. Joining me, as always, I'm your host Corey Burton uh, at Coach Burton 36. All my information is right above. Joining me, as always, is Craig Ladd. Craig, what's up? Corey, glad to be in again. Uh, a few few little things happening in the SEC. Uh, yeah, just a, just a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got, got, got a little interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk. We, we, we may talk about that, right? Or do you just want to talk Olympics? Or No, I'm just kidding. Not, um, no, not the Olympics. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, the Olympics is kind of. Kind of weak without the crowd, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we won't talk about that, but we are. Uh, we're presented by betonline.ag. Uh, some interesting, speaking of the Olympics, some interesting odds, gold medal odds. Um, you have Iran at plus 75,000. So, if they win any gold medals, uh, that might be a fun bet to do. Uh, the U.S. is minus thir- uh, 300. Also, uh, and they also have odds on where Dame Lillard's going to end up if he's traded. Uh, the Knicks have the best odds at plus 150. The Raptors have the worst odds that are listed at plus 1,200. My Atlanta Hawks are not on there. Um, and Craig, I know you are a uh, Clippers fan, and they are plus 750. So are you going to try to get on any of that action? Uh, I'm First of all, I'm not a Clippers fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I was, I, 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 I would probably say I'm a Grizzlies fan. Oh yeah, John Moran, he's exciting. He's exciting. Yeah, I got to stay in the home state. You know, I mean, come on. Well, July is wrapping up, man. Uh, the NBA Finals, they're done. MLB, they're in the second half of the season. There's plenty of action to get on there as well. If you're football better, there's tons of futures and props you can wager on. NFL training camps are, are starting to kick off. Uh, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So do this: go visit the website today, or use your mobile device to join, receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit before your next tip-off, face-off, or pitch. Head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now that we got that out of the way, we got that behind us. Uh, our, our great friends at Bet Online uh, presenting our show, so we I do thank them, but. Uh, some news. If you have been living under a rock or if you're just not into sports and you don't really care, uh, Texas and OU have decided they want to join the SEC. Well, they've, uh, they've ended their media or they've delivered their intent to the big 12 to end their media rights, uh, with the contract that's, uh, that, that is expiring or not expiring, but up for renewal in 2025. That's the latest, uh, in that story. Um, could happen sooner, um, maybe even as soon as next year. So, and when when you heard this story break last week, what was your initial thoughts, Craig? Well, it, it was. Uh, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I was. I was sort of um, uh, mild, mild, uh, mildly shocked. How's that? 
Yeah. I mean, I, it, Steve told me that I was like, he's like, you know, we're going to, you know, cause it broke dirt, like right before our uh, SEC after dark show last week. Yeah. Steve, Steve's like, you know, we're going to have to talk uh, Texas, Oklahoma. And I was like, yeah, the horns down thing. I was like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess so. And he's like, no, no, no. Go, go look at the, and he sent me a, a screenshot of a tweet. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is about to get real. And then like an hour later, Every every reporter that's ever been in the business was retweeting and talking to their sources, and this thing blew up. So, man, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it first, at first glance, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like we're expanding again. Hey, you know what? And then the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. Like I don't know what it's going to look like. Hopefully, we handle it well. The expansion is nowhere near done. So no, um, and. It's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get even crazier before it before it levels out. Uh, I agree, Corey. I mean, uh, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily uh, on the same ship as saying that it's going to stay at sixteen. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't try to get a couple more. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you think of a Clemson and a, a FSU. Uh, out of the ACC, uh, so I, I would not be surprised if it didn't happen. You know, there really is going to be some massive shuffling uh, going on. Uh, you wonder, uh, what, you know, I know we're the beast of the East, but you wonder what uh, what the Big Ten's going to do because in, in the power rankings of conferences, the Big Ten is right behind the SEC. So you know, good and well that they're. They're uh, really exploring and really doing their due diligence uh, because, you know, they're they're not going to let the SEC steal all the thunder. They'll make some moves themselves. They will. And, and Iowa State's got to be one of those moves. You create a rivalry, an interesting rivalry with Iowa. And Iowa State's a really good program, actually. And I've, I've been impressed with what Matt Campbell's been able to do. And I, I know Matt Campbell kind of wants to get back into the Big Ten Hey, he might have to go anywhere and, and he'll get back in there with the, with the cyclones. And then, you know, you have to think like what's going to happen, you know, Oklahoma, Texas leave. Now you're left with eight teams in the big 12. And then let's say Kansas, Iowa state goes to the big 10. Then you're left with six. You have to think the pac 12 is going to absorb those other six, right? Well, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't think Kansas is, Except for going, West Virginia, no, yeah, I, I don't think Kansas is going to the Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten. Uh, you know, this is football driven, and obviously their football program is poor to say the least. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, Corey, if they didn't go west. You know, what about USC? What about taking a USC and UCLA? You know, you got yeah. Colorado already. You know, you've got uh, in the you know Nebraska's more out west, also from the re- remainder of the Big uh, Ten. What about that? What about doing that? And I think if they do that, then probably, uh, or maybe even before that, uh, you know, the the Pac-12 will be looking at I think a Texas Tech and an Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think they. I think the Big Twelve definitely absorbs the Texas schools, and then they create that little Southwest corridor. It'd be interesting if the Big Ten grabbed grabbed the two LA schools. Um, that would be very very interesting. It'd be weird too because it's all like that west West Coast uh, area. So you'd have like a LA schools plus the Southwest schools, and you have all the Northwest schools. Uh, Pacific Northwest schools, and then you you throw in they'll probably try to make a run at maybe Boise State, maybe make a run at BYU. Even though the reason BYU hadn't been in the Pac-12 before is because of religious affiliation. So I don't know. This thing's gonna get real, real interesting because Notre Dame still has contractual obligations with the ACC. I wonder if that changes and the Big Ten tries to tries to coax them into into their league. And if they, if they try to make some trades with, with the ACC to, to get some of those true, you know, like Pitt, Syracuse, you know, some of those schools too, uh, to kind of create some rivalries. I don't know. I mean, it's going to get, it's going to get interesting for sure. Well, you know, the big 10 has tried many, many times to get Notre Dame to join. And for whatever reason, Notre Dame is not interested in joining. Uh, and I, I don't see what would change their mind now, to be quite honest with you. They have uh, to go somewhere. The Big yeah, Ten is, well, is yeah, more exactly. lucrative. I, I think you know the ACC has got to go and say, okay, it, it's time for you to become a 
full-fledged member of our conference. Um, and I think they're going to have to make that choice. Now, like I said, they've turned down the Big Ten many times to expand because you know good and well that the Big the first team that the Big Ten reached out to when all the expansion first started was Notre Dame. Yeah, And no obviously – that never happened and obviously is still is not happening. I, I just don't see it happening in the future. I really don't. Uh, I think if they go anywhere, it's going to be the ACC. They're going to be a full full member of the ACC. Yeah, well, that that's where they're tied to right now. But, you know, they're going to go where the money is, right? True. I mean, th- they have no choice now at this point because the new playoff expansion legislature kind of screws them. You know, for a while they could say no because they're Notre Dame and they could get in. But now, like this whole independent deal with NBC doesn't really mean jack squat now. So they they're gonna have to find a conference, and I would say the Big Ten has a more lucrative uh, television deal than the ACC network. But you know, I don't know. Like ACC still has Clemson, who is highly rated, Florida State, Miami. So they have some big market teams. Um, but you know, then it, then again, it would make most sense geographically for them to go ahead and join the Big Ten and create those rivalries in state with Purdue and Indiana, create that uh, big, big boy uh, relationship with Ohio state and finally give Ohio state somebody that's worthy of playing against them. Uh, You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out because uh, you know, as soon as things broke with Oklahoma and Texas, uh, being rumored to be going to the SEC, and obviously all, all the, the the more moves were made today in order for that to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. There were that there were a lot of phone calls being made throughout the country by school presidents, ads, etc., yep. uh, conference presidents, whatever. I mean, uh, you know. It, it really has set off a, uh, a firestorm as far as that goes because, you know, if you get left out in the cold in this, Corey, it could cost you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of seats at the table in this playoff at stake as well. And, you know, you get stuck. Like Kansas could get stuck and end up in the Mountain West. Yeah, I, like I said, and and the reason for that obviously is their football program because as I said before, football is driving this thing. You know, obviously, if it was based on basketball, every you know, Kansas would be a top five choice, but yeah. it's based on football and the fact that you know it, it Kansas has had their little spurts, but. Right now, they're down in the dumps again, and uh, I just don't see how they could be anything attractive about them at this point. You know, and and you got, uh, you know, a a TCU, for example, is another school that, uh, you know, you just – you wonder where they're going to end up, uh, you know, looking at other things too. I mean, will you know, will the big 12 try to survive and, and go back and get an SMU and a Houston, you know? I don't think they can survive that. I mean, you cannot replace Texas and Oklahoma with, I'm sorry, SMU fans. I'm sorry, Houston fans, but you can't replace them. Those two with those two. Well, they're going to have to, they're going to have to drop off. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to have to go try to, they're going to have to go try to steal back Nebraska. They're going to have to go try to steal back Colorado. I mean, they're going to have to, they're no, it ain't happening, but they're going to have to have enough cachet to do that. They're, they're going to have to go do something. cash and cash day uh, yeah. to pull that off. No, I, I just don't see how the Big Twelve sur- survives in this. Uh, I really they don't. don't. They, they they don't. I mean, Oklahoma State is now your marquee program, or yeah. maybe maybe Iowa State's your marquee program, which is very admirable program. I love Iowa State. Been rooting for them since Matt Campbell got hired. But they, your flag, your hat hanging your your leader your premier marquee program cannot be iowa state i I love you iowa state but that cannot be your marquee program so i think the big 12 is dead 
I, I agree with you. I, I just don't think I don't see how any way it can sur- survive because, it you know, it, it's these other conferences. As I said before, you could have the Pac-12 coming in there and plucking some teams. You could have the Big Ten coming in there and plucking some teams. Mm-hmm. And then I, the, probably the leftovers will probably then go to the AAC. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, I mean the AAC could could make a make a make a claim for getting big boy status if it got a few of those these Big Twelve teams and you know they they they've got a budding uh, superstar program in, in UCF uh, who's getting more and more talented. They have a big name coach in Gus Malzahn. Uh, they're they're sitting waiting in the wings, waiting for their big conference opportunity. You have Memphis, Cincinnati, um, so you have some programs that are vi- that are potentially viable. If they add a few of these few of these teams, they do have a chance, right? Um, but then again, I don't know because it's still a collection of of random. They're just basically like a bulked up version of a group of five. So I don't know. Uh, I just know the SEC is king. Everybody else is everybody else is looking up. Sorry, Big Ten. Sorry, Pac twelve. Sorry, ACC. That's just facts. Um, so. It's going to get to a point where the SEC is just so big, they might add, they might get up to 20 teams and just have their own league and say everybody else play for, like, treat it like high school, where it's like the SEC is like Division Two here in Tennessee, where they're competing for their own championship. And then everybody else is kind of left over there in Division One. Yeah. Um, it could be like, they have some like cool name for it, like, it's uh, the wonder, the the star league, the marquee league, or the premier league. And if you if you ever wanted to set up promotion and relegation, have have the SCC get to like twenty four teams, and then do promotion and relegation. That would be a that that would be a fun thing to explore um, with with this new expansion. So let's see how it kind of all shakes out. Then we can kind of have some fun with it in the offseason and explore. But so Texas and Oklahoma come over. There's been a lot of ideas, you know, as far as uh, the current shit, the current makeup of the SEC. There's been some, there's been some different ideas thrown around. Pod system, uh, just stack the divisions, or even have no divisions. What do you think would be, you know, obviously if they go to just two, two divisions, it would make sense for uh, Alabama and Auburn to come over to the east, and then just stick them in the west, and and. Uh, and trade Missouri over to uh, to the, to the West and, and kind of just do it that way. But um, you know, what, what do you make of this? How do how do you think it it affects the conference uh, makeup, uh, expansion divisions, pods? You know, anything that stood out to you there? Anything that you liked? I, I really, you know, I saw a, a North South East West. Really didn't like that. Um, I'm more of. Uh, Sticking, even though, you know, sticking uh, to the two divisions uh, myself. And you mentioned Alabama-Auburn. It could be a Mississippi-Mississippi State. We also, we know that I think those those four teams would be the ones that would probably go to the east. Uh, it would make more sense that way. You know, they're not going to take Texas A&M because they want them with Texas and they want to keep the Red River uh, – uh, Red River rivalry game, and they so they want Texas and Oklahoma in the same division, you know. So I agree. Probably, if I had uh, my choice, I would say move Alabama and Auburn over to the East. Um, yeah. I think too, it would sort of even things up. Even though you never know, you know, as we said before in the last show, it's very cyclical. But right now, if you moved Alabama and Auburn over to the East, it would be more even. I'll say the two divisions right now would be more even if you did that. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, you're adding a lot of star power in the West. You bring over a lot of star power in the East. And hey, let's roll. And you got to understand that without. You know, you know, there's going to be some sort of playoff thing imminent because this wouldn't have happened had we stayed at four teams. So this would be disastrous for Texas and Oklahoma to come over in that scenario. So you know, it's at least going to twelve. It could even get as far as sixteen. Yeah. So one thing we do know is there's going to be four SEC teams in the tournament at all times. Yeah. 
Right. I think I think too, Corey. That there, here's another scenario too. You keep adding teams, and that keeps knocking down non-conference games. So that's going to hurt some of these smaller teams. Also, yes. it's going to hurt you know a lot of these uh, uh, you know teams that depend on these SEC schools for big paydays that they need to sustain their football programs. Because the more you keep adding, the more the SEC is going to say, okay, we we're, we're going to play more quote unquote conference games in order to keep the money in-house versus having to split it with someone else. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the more teams you are adding, I think the more it cuts down on your non-conference schedule. You know, just thinking outside the box, I don't think this would ever happen, but what if they did like, like high schools here in Georgia or not Georgia, but high schools here in Tennessee, I think Florida does it. There's some States that do it. Georgia does. I don't think Georgia does it. They might do it now. Uh, where you scrimmage somebody in the in the spring, you know, who's to say that somewhere down the road that they don't explore having FCS programs join up with FBS programs in the spring for a spring game? Mm-hmm. You know that. I mean, I don't know if that would have happened, but I think that would be a pretty cool idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it like I said, it, it, the FCS schools they they have to be very very wary of what's going on right now uh because like i said uh that's it could possibly really push them out of some big paydays it could but you know it's it's a trickle down thing you know obviously most of the money is going to be in the sec okay but it's going to trickle down big 10 acc pac 12 i mean there's going to be avenues for these scs programs and like anything they'll figure it out might take a little while, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure out a niche for themselves. Maybe spring ball, spring league is is for them. Uh, maybe, you know, there's other nights that they can get TV revenue. Uh, maybe there's something, I don't know, maybe there's something, something's got to be somewhere down the line that, that they can do. Um, and this would be a good brainstorm session. Um, maybe not for tonight, but that that that's definitely got to be, Thought number one, when you, when you look at these FCS games, you won't see them anymore. Um, you'll see you'll see conference, Power 5 conference crossovers. But, I mean, the group of five teams still, I mean, they still need opponents too. So it won't be as much money, but they'll be looking to FCS programs to fill games because group of five is not going to be able to play these SEC schools either very much because, you know, it's going to be SEC, ACC. It's going to be all Power 5 for too long. Like you won't be playing any of these warm up games, so I don't know. Like it, it's it's interesting to, to to see, and and maybe you know you look at it more if they're going to go more an NFL model in the wallet, maybe go more of an NFL mo- model where you have two preseason games that don't count. Yeah, and you pay these FCS clubs to come. Like maybe you do that. Like that's a sol- that's a possible solution to give these guys, you know. And some extra practice games or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's probably a million and a half solutions and, and there's probably people that have higher degrees and bigger, bigger uh, job descriptions that can figure all this out, but you got to figure out how to support the FCS or they're going to die. Uh, Division two, they've always figured it out. Uh, but FCS is, is the ones that I think are kind of stuck in the middle here because they're still division one. So I don't know. That's, that's, that's kind of that's kind of crazy to to think about, but I don't know. They figured it out before; they'll figure it out again. Well, uh, you know, you, you hate to, you know, obviously there's uh, you know a lot of uh, FCS teams around uh, in our area, mm-hmm. um, and and you hate you want them to see that's more opportunities for high school football players to to get uh, scholarships to go play football in college and so you you would hate for it to hurt them as much as it possibly could because uh you know you you want those opportunities for those kids to be able to play and be able to get a free education yeah you do and you just like the mac has done like the sunbelt has done you got to get creative and 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 where you play and how you play and like the like tuesday night maction like there's never been eyes on the Mac, the Mac conference until they did Tuesday night action. Now they get a lot of eyes. So they get ESPN revenue. Yes. For their games on Tuesday nights. So the FCS 
they find a night that's not that's not Thursday or Saturday, and they go. Like obviously they're not going to try to go head to head with the NFL, but you know maybe you go for a Friday night or maybe you go for a Wednesday night, and you just play your games on a, on a weird night of the week, and off you go. Like maybe Thursday night FCS is is the way to go, and you put it on you know ESPNU. You know, and you put it. I mean, the Thursday night ESPN game is usually outside of like two two weeks. It's usually kind of kind of whack anyway. So, I mean, I, I might I might watch a North Dakota State North Dakota game <laughs> over like Louisville versus Wake Forest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like I, I might watch a Jacksonville State Elon game uh, versus you know. Boise State versus BYU. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like kind of weak matchups, but I don't know. Like they, they got to figure out, you know, adapt or die. They got to figure it out. They will. Money will find them if if they if they have the right ideas. So, yeah, uh, and like I said, I, I think you know, um, sell smart cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Good point. <laughs> Have a car wash. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're exactly, you know, you know, Corey, you, you can't, you know, you can't keep beating your head up against the big boys, you know, and, and like you, you mentioned the Mac, you know, great idea, you know, way back when, when they decided to play during the week, you know, back, you know, back 20 years ago. And they got a catchphrase, Maction. Yeah. That back 20 years ago, you know, they, they first started 20 some odd year, maybe a little longer than that. They uh, probably was longer than that, but they, you know, all of a sudden they started playing Thursday night games and you were like, Oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden here comes more days of the week. So, uh, you know, uh, schools became much smarter in being able to get publicity. Uh, and, and it is because let's face it again, you know, college football is a hot commodity and, and, ESPN is going to televise you. You know, they're not going to just televise anybody. I'm not going to say that, but they're going to televise some of these smaller leagues because college football sells and college football draws an audience. And in the world of streaming, there's no way that you couldn't get on the app and just find whatever game you wanted. Right. Right. You could yeah. go like everybody streams now. So like you could, I mean, obviously you'd be, you'd be taking a, uh, uh, Bucky and John on the, on the Chattanooga call or whatever, uh, uh, you know, they'll take the live stream from that, but you know, the announcers might be kind of funny, but Hey, it's going to be on somewhere. Um, and it could pick up some steam and, and there, there can be some TV networks that, you know, operate kind of like believe where they just pick up Eddie and everybody and then they just figure it out, right? They they deliver that platform, and then they just let they just let people come. And ESPN would be a fool not to do that. Fox would be a fool not to do that. Um, you know, Big Ten Network maybe they maybe they get like a maybe they get the Missouri Valley Conference and and they start running those games on their on their stream channel, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and 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 as you see, just like in the, you talk about streaming, just like Pluto, you know, which is free. It uh, has many yeah. stations on it, has sports stations on it, and there were games on there uh, during, you know, during the spring, you know, and there's going to be games on there during the fall. I think they're going to be showing, I can't remember what conference it, I think it was the the WAC, maybe, that they're going to show game WAC games. They've got a select number of WAC games they're going to show. That's for anybody, mm -hmm. you know. So there, there's free. You know, that, yeah. that doesn't cost you anything to watch Pluto. No. And that would be, you know, that'd be a great avenue to, to sell. And then every once in a while you get on the big boy network when you play a big boy team. Yeah. Um, and, and then so on and so forth, like division two schools could reach out to these FCS schools and just have it all trickle down. Right. And you, you, you could have theoretically, you could have every college football game in America available to watch. And you can make some, you can make some ad revenue on it. Now, whoever's watching um, Montclair state football games is probably not as lucrative as people watching Ohio state, but there, there can be some dollars coming in. You know, there's, there's, there's all kind of apps. Well, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is right now, um, 
Oklahoma and Texas have kick-started this thing, and we'll see as the months go on uh, what else happens. Yeah, and shout out to Joe DeLeon. He does the uh, he's part of the Believe in FCS football show here on on our, on the Believe Network. We might have to get him on to kind of talk about this whole thing and how it's going to affect FCS and what they're going to do. You know, he was a long snapper at Rhode Island, so he he knows that FCS life. So we might have to we might have to get him on at some point and and just kind of like pick his brain a little bit, see what he thinks. So, but nonetheless, Texas and Oklahoma they're coming. Uh, it's just a matter of when at this point. So it could be as early as next season, or it could be 2026 or anywhere in between. So I look forward to seeing how that affects it. If they go single table, if they go uh, straight two divisions, or if they try this stupid pot system, which I thought it was kind of cool out and out of the box when I first looked at it. And then I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is not, this is not the answer. So no, um, I don't like it either. Yeah. It's not the answer. So whatever I said before about it, I've thought about it sometimes, you know, sometimes my initial reaction is way different than my uh, post analysis reaction. So um, keep that in mind, but we'll keep you more updated. And I'm sure on this channel, um, you'll, you'll be vastly updated on the world of Texas and Oklahoma uh, until it becomes official. And then we will welcome them into the conference the way that everyone, we welcome everyone in this conference. Just ask LSU. We'll get LSU to be the greeting committee. (laughs) Um, So, SEC media days. Um, well, I, I would say that it was kind of dominated by what we just talked about. However, um, you know, my initial my initial stance and my stance remains this. I thought all the coaches did really, really well. Um, we talked about Shane Beamer. Uh, you know, his roster is terrible, but I think eventually he's going to be really good. He impressed me. I, but this guy gets it, right? He understands it. I mean, obviously, the pedigree that he has, I'm not surprised. But I'm just surprised at kind of how quickly he kind of caught on. I was impressed with him. Eli Drinkowitz was really good at media days. He was. Uh, I really liked Clark Lee. I thought Josh Heupel did a great job. I thought everybody did a great job uh, on in SEC media days, especially the new guys. I, I was kind of, I wouldn't say worried, but I was kind of skeptical or I was just kind of like, okay, how are these new guys going to, going to respond? And I thought all of them responded brilliantly, especially, I don't know, like Clark Lee said all the right things. He presented himself with confidence. Uh, they've got a star quarterback in Ken seals. Uh, Josh Heupel was even chatting it up with, with everybody after his press conference um, down radio row. So he's, you know, he's making friends and contacts all over the place. Uh, and I thought Shane Beamer, I thought Shane Beamer killed it. And then Drinkowitz was Drinkowitz is trying to, to vie for the new Spurrier spot. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, of all of them, I, I was more impressed with Drinkowitz than I was anybody else, yeah. to be quite honest. Uh, I really liked what I heard from him. Uh, you know, he said all the right things. He didn't get trapped in any, mm-hmm. any questions whatsoever. He had the right answers for everything. I, I was very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. He is. And, and he was one that when he came in, I was like, man, this guy, I don't know. He was coming from Appy state. He, you know, this might be, he might be in over his head. Then Bama rolls around and Bama does what Bama does to everybody. Roll right through him. Then Tennessee rolled right through him. And I'm like, Ooh, this guy's off to a great start. Um, Tennessee, the you can't judge the Bama game, but that Tennessee game wasn't great. Then they play LSU and they turn it all around and they finished five and five. Uh, but they were ranked at one point. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just impressed with the culture that he's building there. Those guys are playing hard. He's recruit. He's starting to recruit fairly well. He's going to have to, he's going to have to get a little bit more of an uptick in that if he wants to compete long-term, but um, you know, they're buying in over there and they're, and uh, I, I really like what he's, what he's about. I really just listening to him talk. You're just like, man, this guy, like, he understands that he doesn't give you the standard canned coaches responses. I mean, he doesn't reveal too much either, but he he'll, he'll tell you, I mean, he's not afraid to answer a question. Some coaches are very, very guarded with that, but he's, he's pretty, he's pretty open book when it, when it comes to that. And I, I know media people appreciate that, but you know, you get to kind of see into his mind and see how he's thinking. And, and I, I was impressed. Yeah, like I said, I, I was. Uh, he he was the most impressive of 
of the the coaches that uh, the new coaches for sure that I saw. And I mean, he he you know he he ranked up there with me with you know as far as as, as the veterans go. Uh, mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, I, like I said, I was very impressed by him. Uh, I think uh, Missouri had a home run when they hired him. Uh, they got to give him some time. Uh, and I think he will do some things there. Uh, you know, I think to, to get to get to a point, of course, it's, it all depends on, you know, um, what happens with this expansion, because, you know, if you, if in this expansion, I'm going to just digress a little bit. And I was going to say that he, they, Missouri may be worried about him going somewhere else, but if you're part of the sec, you're in the, the pedigree, uh, with the, uh, uh, additions of Oklahoma and Texas. So uh, it'd be hard to leave the conference. Yeah. You're not going anywhere voluntarily now. No. If you're in the SEC, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Drinkwitz is, is, is a, is a star of the future. I really like what I saw in him. And like I said, I like what I saw on the field from them. You know, they, as you said, they, they, you know, they stumbled out of the blocks uh, block. They didn't look very well against Tennessee. You know, uh, they, they, uh, you know, but as time went on, uh, he found the guys he needed to find and they became more seasoned and mm-hmm. were able to play the way he wants them to play. And I thought they played very well, uh, you know, and going five and five in your first year uh, at Missouri against the, you know, the, the schedule. SEC schedule. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a very, very, very good year for them. Mm hmm. And I don't care if LSU's down. You beat LSU in your first year. That's pretty sure. good. Absolutely. LSU LSU's a great program. They might not be very long for Ed Orgeron, but they're a great program. And so he went toe-to-toe with them and 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 beat them. You know, two of his losses were two of the best teams, two of the better teams in the country. Like they he lost to Georgia and Alabama. Alabama obviously they won it all. And Georgia wasn't far off from uh, they weren't far off from, you know, sneaking into the playoff. Like it had it been a 12 team playoff, Georgia would have been in. So, you know, th- those were two of his losses. So, you know, the Tennessee he- loss looks bad now, but then it wasn't so bad because, t- they, because Tennessee was on a roll at that point. They were on a winning streak. Yes. They were, they were playing some really good football and then they yeah. just, they fell off a cliff. Yes. Which I still don't understand. Well, I do understand it, but I, on the same token, I don't. But um, speaking of Tennessee, like I, I don't know, like I get more and more impressed with with Josh Heupel by the day. They're about to, I feel like they're about to land Walter Nolan. Well, you know, the it, interesting that he he's going to be in Knoxville now to play his senior year. That's I, they can't do anything but help. You know, to be quite honest with you, uh, so we shall see. You know. Uh, the way he's moved around with high schools, and like I said, now that he's going to be in the Knoxville area for his senior year, uh, can't hurt your chances. Mm-mm. He's right there. He's right there. Maybe he'll sign with Vanderbilt. <laughs> there you go. Or that Kentucky. Would be, that would oh be God. a coup, would it not? That would be awesome. I'm rooting for that. So, Walter Nolan, go to Vanderbilt, please. Um, sorry, Tennessee. Um no, so I, I am very, very impressed. And and Tennessee, like my Tennessee friends, they, they, they like they're like, Meh. you know, they're they're all very, very skeptical. Like you hear them talk, it's it's B, it's Butch Jones PTSD all over again, right? With every <laughs> every hire, it doesn't matter who it is, they've got that Butch Jones PTSD that 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 they don't have out of their system yet and they're like man he's you know yeah he was successful they make all the excuses to why he's not going to be successful at Tennessee and it's because he won with Scott Frost players and then i remind them i don't buy that i remind them that he still has to coach those guys yes like he's still like they're Scott Frost's players you still have to coach them. They're not automatic. They're not like, it's not like you walk in, stick a quarter and pull the lever and out pops an undefeated season. Like you still got to coach those guys and you still got to, you still, they still have to buy into your culture and they bought in pretty daggum quick because you go from Scott Frost to Josh Heupel. Those are two different people, two different right. personalities. Um, Josh Heupel has a pedigree. 
He played it at Oklahoma. He won a national championship. He beat a very, very good Florida State defense um, in the national championship. He's been successful everywhere he's been. He's where they didn't realize how good they had it. They're probably going to realize it now because they're going to be the same conference. And yep. Josh Heupel, um, you know, Josh Heupel will remind them, hey, I'm I'm actually pretty good at what I do. Um, but I, I think a lot of it's just pace, you know, style of play offensively. Um, the thing I, the thing I worry about is the defense wearing out, you know, anytime you get a team that's, that's tempo like that, you worry about their defense wearing out, but you know, UCF was in, was in a fair share of shootouts, but that's just how, that's just how college football is going to be now. And I mean, defense, like I'm not judging anything off this first year. I think if he goes six and six, maybe he's coach of the freaking year. So, but I, I I'm aboard the Josh Heupel train. I know, I know as a Georgia fan, I shouldn't be saying that. Like I might, I might revoke my, my Georgia card, my dog card. That's true. You're right. But, <laughs> but, and I'm not rooting for Josh. I'm not rooting for Tennessee. That's why I hate like these coaches that I, that I really like. I hate when they go to like Florida, Tennessee and Georgia tech. Like I hate that. Cause I can't root for him. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't root for him, but I like him. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a thorn in Georgia's side. I think Tennessee's going to be really good very shortly. So hold, just hang on tight. Yeah. You, you got to, you got to give him some, some patience. Uh, let's, let's, you know, considering what they lost in the transfer portal uh, and the fact that, you know, they were, they, they, they won only three games last year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, things are things are not going to change overnight. But I think another thing, too, Corey, you got to point out, I think there's they, – they have hired now some strong leadership uh, uh, as their AD. Uh, he provides strong leadership in Danny White. And I think mm-hmm. that is huge. You got to have that guy right there, the pillar of your athletic program, and I think they've got that guy now. And he trusts him. He trusts him because they work together at UCF. He knows what he can do. He knows that I can just go to him if I'm struggling. I mean, obviously, Tennessee, you're probably not, you know, probably don't get as much of a leash as you do at uh, Central Florida. But, you know, he trusts him. He knows him. And and that's that the, that relationship right there is is another reason why I think because, you know, he can go to him and say, hey, Dan, I need this, this and that. And he's like. Oh, I got like way more money. So, hey, yeah, you can have it. Go get it, right? Get anything you yep. need. You got it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just, that's what that's what it is. Now with this nil stuff, now like you can really go get it. Like you're gonna have like boat companies coming from all over the all over the place to come to come sponsor Tennessee athletes because of the Vol Navy, right? Yeah. You're going to have all kind of stuff in, in Knoxville. That's going to be even more attractive. Like all these NIL deals, deal, deals, all these, yeah, like Vlasco dill pickles, right? They're going to, um, so <laughs> all these NIL people are going to come to the SEC now and say, well, this is a lucrative league. I don't care who you are. You're an SEC athlete. I'm going to sponsor you. It doesn't matter who it is. They're in the SEC. You know they're going to get Mondo television time, right? If you're if you're the starting, all you got to do is be in the starting lineup. Well, actually, no, check that. You don't even have to be on a starting lineup. You just got to play, right? You can't can't be a total bench warmer, but you, you know you got to play. And I, I think all these car companies, beverage companies, restaurants, they'll all come out of the woodwork now. It's it's going to get crazy, and it's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's going to be kind of fun to see kind of how it all unfolds because I'm not directly, I'm not directly in it. So, but it's going to see, it's going to be funny to see how it all unfolds. And it's all going to, it's all going to gravitate towards the SEC and everybody else is going to lose their mind. And there's going to be like a mad dash to the, to the food bowl for all these other conferences trying to, trying to scramble to, to put together the best conference so that some of this attention will go to, go to them. It, uh, you know, I, I still don't think they they have a grasp on some of the things that could possibly happen. Um, and it, it it's sort of a wild west right now. They it's just free game. It's 
there's no restrictions. I think eventually, like I said, I don't think there's any way for them to anticipate all the factors involved in anything, all the things that will be happening, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and what uh, what these players may do may come out uh, on this. You know, uh, you know, so they may have a tattoo on their arm or something of a sponsor. I mean, th- there's all sorts of ramifications when it comes to this. You know, I mean, there's there's all sorts of things like that that you know they that are going to creep up. They're going to crop up and and during the year and and. Uh, it, it, it's going to make it a wild, wild season. Yeah, these kids are going to start looking like race cars. Yeah. You know, the helmets, I can't wait to see the helmets. They're going to have, instead of uh, like stickers that, spirit stickers, you know, like reward stickers, they're going to have little logos all over their helmet, right? It's going to go like up and down. So like Ohio State players, they're, they're going to stop giving out Buckeyes and they're going to start giving out um uh, I don't, I don't know a major uh, company in, in Columbus, but let's just say they're going to start giving out poor stickers, you know? Yeah. You know, or, hey, you you earned a McDonald's sticker. You earned the arches today for your play on special teams. Hey, uh, hey listen, like I said, it, it's um, – I, I don't know how I, – I, I, there's no possible way they can think of all the possible ways these kids can come up with and make money. Uh, and, and as far as, uh, you know, the endorsements go. So yeah. we'll Craig see what Sankey. happens. You know, Greg Sankey, king of college football. Yeah. So. King of college football. Dude, dude's, a, dude's a G, man. I'm excited for it. Um, and as you can see on the middle of our screen, these guys, best of the West, uh, I listened to them last week. They did a really good job. Kevin Bohannon and Jake Thomas. Uh, Kevin Kevin from uh, Hog Talk and Jake Thomas from the Tide Talk podcast. They joined forces for best of the West. So check them out every Tuesday at 830. So that was uh, that was kind of a cool show to watch. I kind of get a kind of get a good perspective there. Um, thought they thought they did a good job. So I'm sure I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to talk about this whole expansion stuff too, because it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. So um but we've been going on and on and on about it. Um but I mean that's the that's the story. So I I'm I'm curious to see and you know we're we're the beast of these, but like it's it's gonna be a, a national ripple effect and and so it's gonna be you know where do the Texas schools end up? Where does Kansas, Kansas State? What what about Oklahoma State? Are is their state legislature going to make them a package deal with the Sooners? Who knows? Like there's there's a lot of questions to be answered. West Virginia, what happens to them? Do they go back into G five obscurity or or do they join up with the ACC, which would make the most sense? But you know what 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 happens to them? Does does Clemson and Florida State flirt with the SEC and let's go 20 teams now or 18? That would be 18 teams. Um, you know, what happens there? You know, what, you know, I don't know. Lots of questions to be answered. This thing's far from over. Kind of like the Aaron Rodgers saga. This thing's over, far from over. And uh, for the Big 12, uh, they might as well go make Last Dance Part 2, cover the Big 12 football or just cover the Big 12 conference. For a year and create a 10 part documentary called the last dance big 12. That'd be great. <laughs> it's probably not as good as the Michael Jordan one, but they can try. It's okay. By the way, were you surprised at, at the, the media's picks for um, in, in each division by any, 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 any surprises? No, I don't know. I mean, I think Georgia and Alabama are, you know, I think they're 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 the top two. Uh, was was most of them was was most of the media publications picking Kentucky number two in the East? Uh, no, well, I don't think so. No, I think there were a few, but the, the majority they had them third. Uh, I think, which is where the media members had them. You know, they they picked the East: Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vandy. Which yeah. you know, I really don't have a problem with. I, I don't either. I, I think maybe Florida's getting a little bit too much credit right now because there's so many questions with that yep. team. You know, you got Emory Jones, who's a great quarterback. Great, he's a good quarterback. I I think he's got a lot of ability. And I think Dan Mullen's system fits him really well. But who's he going to throw to? Who's he going to hand it to? 
Who's going to stop the other team? Like they got so many questions to answer. Yeah, they've recruited well, but we don't know anything about these guys on on Saturdays. You know, because the guys that just left for the NFL were the ones getting all the time. So I, I I'm a little hesitant at picking Florida number two. I I certainly think it wouldn't surprise me to see them at two, but it also wouldn't surprise me to see them at four or five too. I can have a yeah. completely terrible year. So Florida's a team that's in flux. I'm surprised that Kentucky, I think Kentucky is one of those teams where if they figure out the quarterback situation, they can be really good because they have a really good, they have a good running game. They have a good experienced offensive line coming back and their defenses, you know, even though some of the star power has left, I still think they, you know, they play defense really well, no matter what there. Missouri's kind of the wild card for me because you have Connor Basilic and you have so much unproven talent, but Kiki Chisholm, is somebody that I think that is going to be a big time playmaker for, for the Tigers. And he's going to be a problem within this division. So um, you got to watch out for them. They're a wild card team, but I think, I think one through one through five is really good in this, in this division. Um, I think it's going to be really competitive. You put them up against the West. Obviously it's probably, probably not very good, but I think within the division, it's going to be super, super competitive. And for TV and for fans, that's what you want. So I'm, uh, I'm all for that. I, I was surprised that, that Florida got seven first-place votes, to be quite frank. Um, that's even, that's the – yeah, I yeah, am very surprised. I, I'm very – yeah, very surprised by that. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, in the West, Texas A&M was picked second and only received one. Yeah, that that sort of, that surprises know. me a little bit. That, because, that does. Yeah, and, and and to jump over, and I'll let the guys tomorrow figure this out. So, best of the West guys, Kevin and and Jake, if you're watching this, here's a question for tomorrow. How is it that Bama? I mean, Bama's Bama, but they're replacing a lot, just like Florida. And Texas A&M returns a lot. Yes, and they and they them near made the playoff. How are they? How are they only getting one vote? How is Florida getting all this, all these votes for number one in the East? How is Texas A&M not getting more consideration for the West? Yeah, I would, st- I would. Yeah, I mean, I would take, I would take Texas A&M. That game's a toss-up right now. Yeah, to me. I would take Texas A&M to finish ahead of Alabama before I would Florida finishing ahead of Georgia. Oh, ten times out of ten, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think this is one of those years where most years I would probably be like, yeah, okay, I can see that. This is not the year to give Florida so much love. Florida could finish as low as fourth. I don't think Alabama's going to finish fourth, but no. Florida's Florida's going to finish way down there. They got some they got some concerns outside the quarterback position. But like, come on now, A and M is this is the best A and M's been for and forever. And you only one person is buying it. Come on now, yeah. I mean, come South Carolina got one first place vote. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Come <laughs> I mean, on give me a break here now. Yeah. South Carolina. <laughs> was that South Carolina. That did that? <laughs> that was definitely me. I gave Vanderbilt one too <laughs> uh, under my alias. So maybe the best of the West guys can maybe examine that a little bit further. Yeah. For it's, us, in, it's interesting. I, like I said, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I don't understand that. that they got to get more love. I mean, did a lot of people give Ole Miss and Ole Miss some love or an LSU some love? Like I mean, first place votes uh, LSU. LSU, Ole Miss, and Arkansas each got a, a first place vote. A for so A so and M, LSU, Ole Miss, and Arkansas each got a first place vote. Alabama had one hundred and thirty. Like, come on, man! Like, this is not realistic. It's just not. Like, Bama is good. They're a great program, but you replace Sarkeesian with Bill O'Brien. You have a quarterback who hadn't taken many snaps. Who's very talented, by the way. And your number one guy is John Mechie, who we don't really know what his ability is. And you're replacing a lot on defense. Like at some point when you replace as much as you replace year in and year out, at some point it will catch up with you. It will. I don't yep. care who you I mean, are. Look at, look at Kentucky basketball, for example. Yeah. It's that's a, that's a whole, totally different animal. Yeah, um, the one and done has kind of screwed that completely all to hell. But, um, but like you know, I, there's teams in the West that are catching up, right? Like you look at Texas A&M, they are nipping at the heels. 
they they were a few bad plays in that game a year ago. They got thirty pieced, but they were they were in that game or they, they were competitive. There was a few things that, that didn't go right. They didn't, they started atrociously. That's what, yeah. that's what screwed them. They started yeah. really bad. Um, and then they settled in and they actually, they actually went toe to toe with Bama and Bama had a historically great offense that day. Um, but you know, I, I don't, a, I don't think they, they get them in Kyle field, right? Uh, yes, I think so. I think that's correct. They, I think they, they get them in Kyle Field. Field. Yeah. They're more experienced, and they probably won't start as slowly. So that game's going to be interesting, right? Then you got Ole Miss. They're on the rise, right? They've got some good things going. They got the best quarterback in the league, uh, arguably. Uh, I kind of, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I think he's got more under. I think he's got more starts under his belt than JT does, uh, and that that's kind of the difference for me. Got a little bit more experience than JT, so I love JT, but I think Corral is a little bit better. Um, they're nipping at the heels. Auburn's talented. We don't know what they got, but they're snake in the grass right there, as always. The Iron Bowl's never a sure win. And then you have LSU, who they're the freaking yo-yo to. Like they could either finish second in the second in the West, or they could finish. Almost last. I don't think they're going to finish last because Arkansas's roster is still not great, but they they still got a ways to go. Arkansas's playing better, but they're just they're just not there yet. Bealum tore, tore that team to shreds. Yeah, and, and then and then you know I you know I remember talking to you last week. I was going to be interested to see how close Georgia would be when it came to picking the SEC champion and Alabama received 84 votes and Georgia 45 thought maybe it might be a little closer than that it's it's Alabama that's all it is it's it's Alabama people are like yeah it's Alabama until it's not Alabama Georgia's more experienced they got you know they're right there with them neck and neck with talent wise and Georgia's got more experience coming back and that's the difference I think Georgia's in certain spots. Georgia's better than Alabama. I agree so, with that. Yeah. Um, so I think it should be at least dead even, if not in favor of Georgia. And I know it's you know I, I know I'm the Georgia guy, so that's you're probably thinking, yeah, of course you pick Georgia to win the, but they're loaded guys. I mean, let's not let's not lie about it. They're loaded, right? I would say that if it was anybody else, they're loaded. It's okay. Um, but they're they're going to be good. They should get more votes, but who knows? It's just it's just Bama. That's it's that's all. Bama's a machine. Nick Saban's made them into that, and kudos to him. He's the he's the goat. But he's made it. He he's he's made that that way. You know the the media won't pick it. It's like you don't pick it. You you pick it until you don't. You know it. You you pick it to hit until it doesn't hit, and then you still pick it. Until it shows, <laughs> until it shows a pattern of okay, this thing's over, right? Yeah, like you're you're gonna play the heater until it's over, right? And Bama's heater's not over yet. This might be the first year where you're like, okay, maybe, 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 you know, Nick Saban's 69 years old. He's getting up there. He's probably tired of replacing coordinators at this point. Like he, I don't know how much tread he has left on those tires. So, you think he goes five more years? No, I think he wears out by then. He's so intense, like he's so all in. I just, I don't think physically he can he can last that long. I mean, I think he's in pretty good shape for his age, but it's with this expansion stuff, I, I just don't think his body will hold up. Yeah, I, I just don't. It'll be interesting to see how much longer he'll go. Uh, you know, is I mean, there's there's no doubt. Uh, as you, you called him the goat, and I, I can't argue with that. Uh, he is the greatest college football coach ever, and, and you hope he goes out on top versus hanging on a little longer than he should, and things get out of hand a little bit. Get you know where that goes down a little bit. You'd like to see him go out on top. Yeah, I, I, you know that's what he deserves, right? He deserves the best, and. Say what you want to say about Nick Saban, but he he's done it. I mean, it, it's he's been he's been this way ever since he started. 
uh, ever since he got his first head coaching job. I mean, he took a he took a Michigan State team out of the tank uh, and, and got them viable. Uh, got to LSU, won a national championship. They had been struggling for a little while. Tried his hand in the NFL, realized it was a different, way different animal. Um, came back to college, and the rest is history at Alabama. I mean, that guy's been insane at Alabama. Like, he's taken what the Alabama standard, he's like zoomed past it in his Mercedes Benz. So, like that plug there I gave him. I, I did. I like that plug. Maybe we'll, I, we'll have, maybe we'll have a couple of those in our driveways. Yeah, come on, Nick. <laughs> or, no, no, Coach David. What do you, What do you think about What do you think about uh, Coach Prime walking out on his press conference? Oh me, Coach Prime! I tell you, Coach Prime. Um, he's got a lot to learn when it comes to uh, being a coach. I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, I do think in in this particular scenario, I do think. Was he was he a little harsh coming after the guy? Probably, yeah. Like, call me, you know, call me coach. You know, I, you know, probably a little harsh in that. But also, the reporter could have just the reporter didn't have to do what he did either. Like, the reporter is just as much in the wrong as Dion is in that scenario. He's like, okay, Dion, and he just. I mean, he asked for it, right? So I think they're both wrong in that scenario. I think, I think Dion should have just said, "Hey, you know, I'd prefer if you called me." Coach Sanders, and maybe the guy would have been like, okay, that's fair enough. All right, Coach Sanders. But neither of them had a great response, and that situation was probably warranted for that. That reaction was warranted. So, uh, but yeah, Coach Coach Prime, he's got some he's got some growing up to do, but he will, I guess. If he doesn't, he'll go back to TV and make a killing. He's a Hall of Famer. He can do whatever he wants. He's a he's a really good TV pundit on the NFL Network. So. Yes, he or is, or, or or was, yeah. Uh, and he, he was my favorite player growing up because yeah. he was Falcon. He was prime time, man. I mean, you know, he's exciting to watch. So, I've been interested in him as a coach. I'm interested to see what. Speaking of uh, speaking of former players being coaches, I'm interested to see what uh, Eddie George does at TSU. Mm-hmm. Not not to go uh, not to go around the OVC. Uh, or not to be the beast of the Ohio Valley, but um, you know, I, I think I think he will. He'll be interesting to see kind of how he's how he's kind of built that staff. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious curious to know kind of what what he's going to be like. Is he how is he going to adjust? He's got all these pro guys around him. Is he just going to be kind of the figurehead? I don't know. I mean, he knows a lot of football. He's been around a lot of things. So who knows on that. You know, their last game of the season, they go to Starkville to take on the Bulldogs. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That'll be yeah. fun. That'd be a fun little test for him. That'd be a fun little test for that'll be that'll be fun to watch Mike Leach against that. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Mike Leach, he never disappoints at SEC Media Days. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he he doesn't. How do you think Dan Mullen did? Speaking of not disappointing, Darth uh, Mullen. You know, I was I, I, about as well as I expected, to be quite honest. I didn't think, you know, he didn't he didn't move the the meter either way for me. Yeah, I thought he I thought he did good. Didn't do great. I st- I just think he always he's just whiny to me. He's whiny. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Anyway. Um well, as you can see, uh, our, our man Steve Willis, uh, you can see the scrolling graphics here uh, on our screen. So, uh, big shout out there, uh, Steve. I'll have to get you the uh, the hometown team logo. But yeah, Kenny Salas, hometown team man, hometown team six one five. If you wanna, if you want that uh, that realty, if you want that house in Wilson County up here in uh, Tennessee, the housing market is exploding to say the least, check out Kenny Salas, the hometown team, uh, him and his wife, especially they do a tremendous job. I'm sure they would expand outside of Wilson County if you wanted, if you wanted them to. Um, but, uh, like I said, hometown team, six, one, five.com find them on social media, sign up for a quote, request a quote. Uh, like I said, they got, they'll get you in the house that you want and they will find the best deal for you. Uh, the best deal possible, and they will they will help you out, and and they're the real deal, man. Hometown team six one five. So, um, anyway, 
Craig, that's going to about wrap it up for us, right? Yeah, that's big. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more information on uh, Oklahoma and Texas uh, uh, as it's a developing story. And and who knows? It could be two more teams out there ready to join. It's it's, it's going to get crazy before it settles. So um, we're done expanding our thoughts on that. Um, see what I did there. And uh, as this thing develops, we'll, we'll keep you more and more up to date. But as you can see on the screen, we are the beast of the East. If you look right above us, you can find our social media information at Burton.Corey on Instagram. For me, you can follow my other show, believe in dogs uh, on social, on all social media platforms. Find us wherever you hit your uh, podcast, uh, rate, subscribe, like, like this video, hit the bell notification. If you want, uh, if you, if you want some other content on this, You'll get a, a notification that something else has gone live. So, so uh, Willis Digital Media uh, is is doing a great job. Like I said, with the with the with the fall lineup, Beast of the East is going to kick off your week. Best of the West, as you see with Kevin Bohannon and Jake Thomas, that kicks off tomorrow night, same time. Uh, then you got SEC After Dark. You'll see me try a new beer, and then uh, you know Palmcast every every weekday uh, recruiting shows, Monday morning quarterback shows here on on the uh, Willis digital media podcast channel. So check us out there. And again, anywhere you find your podcast, if you just want the audio version, like if you're driving in your car, a long road trip, and you want to listen to us, find us on there. We are, uh, we are the beast of the East on the belief podcast network and also on Willis digital media for Craig lad. I'm Corey Burton. We are presented by BetOnline.ag and the Keller Williams reality hometown team. Six one five and all the other sponsors you see rolling across the screen. So, Craig, have a great week. You too, Corey. Everybody else out there, have a great week. And we'll see you back here next week, uh, hopefully with some more news on this expansion. If not, we'll just start giving you previews. All right. Anyway, take care and goodbye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.